Blog Talk Radio. George Gamond, and welcome to the Tuesday show. You know, my the music, it was just going along and along and along, and suddenly it stopped. So I'm here. How is everybody today? Are you having a beautiful day, Tuesday? Uh, is Tuesday one of those weird days that you look forward to Friday, and it's only Tuesday, and you go, oh, it's only Tuesday. What about being in love? Are you in love? How do you know you're in love? Do you know you're in love? That's an interesting question. Or... That's what we're going to talk about today, and I have a really cool article on that about knowing that you're in love. Interesting idea, huh? Know that you're in love. And, and signs that you're in love. Now, of course, that romantic connection, that honeymoon stage of love wears off after a while. But it's good to know that, yeah, this is it. This feels real. This is the signs. I got the signs. This is real. This is I'm in love. Okay. Cool, huh? So let's go through those, and then we'll let my spirit teachers, the Sarah group, talk to you a little bit more about that. What was I going to say? The little promotion thing? You know, I'd love to have my spirit group, Sarah, channel for you about whatever's going on in your life. It doesn't have to be about love. I'm a success coach, which means I'm going to help you to be successful in whatever aspect of your life that you want to be successful in. It could be career. It could be money. It could be love relationships. You know, I've been delving into relationships and love a lot lately in my own personal, oh, learn more about it, you know, get into it a little deeper. And it could be other things, other kinds of relationships. So where in your life do you want to be successful? And what do you want to help to be more successful? Oh, the other thing is, if you go to my episode info, you'll see a link to my website. Now it's up, the new site is up. So take a look at it. The posting some blogs there, doing all kinds of fun things, you know, some articles, try to update on a regular basis a video that you might find interesting on a spiritual theme by well-known spiritual teachers and provocateurs at some level, right? You know, like, what's his name? Okay, yeah, Russell Brand for one, but I have a video by Edgar Tolley you might find interesting. So I'm going to kind of switch them out all the time. I don't want to stay with anything for a very long period of time. And so I want to give you fresh ideas and fresh information, fresh quotes, some from me. And I'm planning on doing more videos based on what I do and presenting them online. Also, I can do that. I have the capacity to do that. Okay. So let's do that. Let's play. Let's have some fun. Let's talk about love. What's your love issue? What is your love issue? Do you know your love language? Do you know which one of the five is your particular love language? But even more important, do you know the love language? The love language 
in so many words, is what you can do towards another person or they can do towards you that will you will feel love, that it will fill up your love bucket. And I love that, your love bucket. So think about that. Okay, what can what what how do you respond? How can sh- someone show you love? I learned an interesting thing about this yesterday, and I know we're going to jump into this ob- other topic about knowing you're in love. But let me let me share one thing. One of the five is physical touch. It could be sexuality. It could be you know massages. It could be a lot of different physical touches that are involved in the love language. So okay, let me go through them. There's Okay, what are they? Yes, I know they're it's quality time together, just sitting, no interference, no television, no computers, no phones. Everything's put away and you sit one on one and talk together. Now some people that's what they feel is language, love language to them. That's what fills them. That's so they know that their partner loves them. And then there's that physical touch. We'll get back to that in a moment. Some of it's gifts, and it's not like expensive gifts. It's just knowing that your partner loves you and they give you little things. It could be flowers. It could be flowers they picked on the way home. It it, it doesn't matter particularly what kind of gift. It could be – and then another one's acts of service, doing things for your partner. If you take the trash out, your partner goes, thank you. That, that makes that partner – you wash the dishes for somebody, your partner. Acts of service in various types. You clean the car. You, you do it to clean their car for them. Oh, okay. So you can see where acts of service can go into a lot of different directions. But your partner, when you do this for them, it fills them with love. They know that – they know you love them, okay? Quality time, gifts, acts of service, physical, and thoughts of or I, expressions of affirmations. Boy, you're really looking really good today. I love the way you did your hair. Um, wow, that suit looks so good on you. You know what? I'm, I'm your champion. I know that you're going to be successful in life. Oh wow! You know you did a great job with the kids today. Uh, you know they they've been a little out of control, but you're doing a wonderful job of helping them to see the value and let's say sharing. Okay, so those are and, and they kind of run together to some some degree. I mean, you can have quality time. One partner could have quality time, and the other partner could have you know the physicality with the the holding of hands, and that fills them up with love while you're getting the express how you feel and you know all that sort of thing but let's get back to the physical one for a moment and then we'll we'll jump into more about are you really in love it's conceived it kind of seems like a contradiction at some level doesn't it okay and and it's an interesting point about this because men will all, all a lot will just go automatically to well the physical of course I, i'm a very sexual being i'm physical well, I'm, you know, I'm into sex, so that's really more. That's how you can show love to me is have sex with me. But that's not necessarily true, and, and the reason it's not is men, up to a certain age, are completely filling themselves up sexually. You know, in their bodies, are responding sexually. The the, you know, they they producing more testosterones and semen, and and at some point, this has got to come out. Boom, it's got to be expressed. So the biological need for sex is not necessarily the same as the emotional need for sex. So 
and hopefully you understand what I'm talking about. So for men especially. So because you say, well, it's sex, it may not be. It may be just a biological need to express your sexual energy. Okay? But under be, besides that, there might be another act of love. Your love language might be quality time together. Now, that quality time together might build to the place of the sexual need. Okay? So it's it and it could be gifts. It's so you got to think in terms of maybe it isn't just the physical act. So I would go a little deeper into that if I was men, and to see okay what is really you know, what if you know as you get older, of course it does change a bit, because the sexual drive is not as strong, and so physicality can be even more dominant, because it's a little different energy. Okay, so we got all that done. I think we're 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 done with that one. And if you have any questions. Contact me, go into the chat room, and see what let's see what's going on, and we'll talk. We can talk about that. If there's other issues you want to talk about that related to what we're doing, cool. Okay, okay. So let me let me get into these. This is from Life Live Science, and the this is written by the staff, and it was like a year ago. A lot of the energy is put into this by a lady named Helen Fisher who studied relationships and how relationships came about. She's written on it extensively. She talks about the stages of relationships, the the, the early fall in love stage and then the maturity stage, you know, the, the romance stage and then the partnership stage and the basically the three stages. And we won't get into all that. But a relationship generally goes along that pattern. You meet somebody, go, whoa, this is the one, da, 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 and ends, in, ends up into a romantic thing. And as the romantic part, the sexual part, wears down, you, you hit that crucial point. And that's where the love language comes into play because does it form into a partnership? Does it become the long-term relationship? And that's where that love language is because that's what feeds the long-term relationship versus – because when you stop getting the romantic part and you have the day-to-day living part, they need to feed that. You need to feed the love, feed the love, feed the love. Okay, so okay, so let's let's go through the points, and hopefully we'll have time, and I'll let my spirit guides talk to you, and I'll be back on Thursday. It looks like tomorrow we're supposed to have a snow day, and I was supposed to meet somebody, but I'm not sure now. It's like snow day. Oh no. Okay. So let me, let me go there. Thinking this one's special. When you're in love, you begin to think your beloved is unique. That's kind of cool, isn't it? The belief is coupled with the the inability to feel romantic passion for anyone else. I, I thought that was a really valid point. You know, and, and for women to men or men to women, if is your partner really focused on you? Or are they still playing around looking at other people? They're not in love. Okay, they're not in love. Fisher and her colleagues believe that the single-mindedness results from elevated levels of central dopamine, a chemical involved in attention and focus in your brain. So you got that dopamine going towards this partner, and everybody else is kind of blocked out. If you don't, then maybe you're not fulfilling this stage of love. Maybe uh, maybe you're somewhere else. Maybe so you're just playing the field. I love you, but I'm playing the field. Well, you're not in love. Focusing on the positive. I like this. Now, this is kind of like this can get you in a lot of trouble in a relationship, right? 
People who are truly in love tend to focus on the positive qualities of their beloved while overlooking his or her negative traits. Well, that can be a problem, right? They also focus on trivial events and objects that remind them of their loved ones. Oh, he gave me this rock at the beach. and Oh, I put it up in a special place, right? Daydreaming about these precious little moments and mementos, this focused attention is also thought to result from elevated levels of central dopamine on that. That crazy chemical, right? That crazy chemical. Uh, as well as a spike in the central dopamine. Okay, I, blah, blah, okay, a chemical associated with increased memory in the presence of new stimuli. So you can see where this one can get you in trouble, right? Staying on the positive. Because once you get through this stage, and then this is really cool because this ties into these stages. Once you get past this stage, you can get into the romance, and then you got to get to a partnership, and you suddenly realize, oh wow, these faults, these faults is per, you know the that bad habits, the whatever he does, you kind of go, ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about this person. Okay, next one, emotional instability. Now, this all sounds kind of negative in a way, but it gets you locked into this person that locks you into this person, and it's an evolutionary process of locking you in so you can what? Create the further the species, more children, more children. As Okay, let me read this. As is well known, falling in love often leads to emotional and psychologically instability. You bounce between exhilaration, euphoria, increased energy, sleeplessness, loss of appetite, trembling, a racing heart, and accelerated breathing, as well as anxiety, panic, and feeling of despair when your relationship suffers even the smallest setback. These mood swings parallel the beloved behavior of drug addicts. Ooh. So you're kind of in drug, you know, that person is your drug choice, right, at that point in time in life. My drug of choice is my beloved over here. Hmm. So indeed, when in love are shown pictures of their loved ones, it flares up some regions of the brain that activate when a drug addict takes a hit. This happened to me. I was 20 years old. All of these symptoms. Ooh, right? Ooh. Okay. Didn't work out, but should have. Okay, we'll not, we'll leave that alone. Okay. Being in love, research say, is a form of addiction. So you're addicted to this person. You know, and you think about it from an evolutionary biological thing. If you're addicted to this person and that's it, that's the person. You want to have children with this person. I mean, you know, to a certain age, right? I'm a little yeah. Okay, but that's that's how the process works. You 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 become addicted to this individual, and boom, bada bing, bada boom, right? Oh, there's four kids later. Ah, and a mortgage, cars. <laughs> okay, moving right along. I'm having fun. Intensely attraction, intense, intensely attraction. Huh. Intensifyingly attraction. Well, that's a bad word. Okay, going through some of the sort of adversity with another person tends to intensify romantic attraction. Central dopamine can be responsible for this reaction, too, because research shows that when a reward is delayed, dopamine-producing neurons in the midbrain region become more productive. Let's say that if you go through something, okay, I'll give you an example of, of Let's say you go to an amusement park and you go on these thrill rides, the, the huge roller coaster that goes way up and way down, and you survive it. Well, that pulls you together. 
See what it says here? Sort of adversity, getting through that thrill ride. Okay, an airplane trip with a small plane. <gasps> okay, but I'm with this person and we're holding each other. Okay, that intensifies it. So if you want to bond with something, do something hair-raising. Yeah, it's a relatively safe hair-raising hair raising adventure with somebody. And that will bond you. Okay, even more. Even more. Especially if he's your hero or she's your hero. I, great goodness, they saved the day. They got me through this horrible adventure, right? We drove into the dark of the night, and it was raining and snowing, and he drove me through, and he saved me. Ooh, boy, if he, are you connected there? Wow, okay. Intrusive thinking. People who are in love report that they spend an average of more than 85%. Now, that's a huge number. Think about that. 85% of their waking hours musing over their love object, according to Fish, Dr. Fisher. And intrusive thinking as a sort of obsessive behavior is called, may result from decreased levels of central ser- serotonin in the brain, a condition that has been associated with obsessive behavior. You know, some people call it obsessive compulsive trait, and and that is a l- lack of serotonin in the brain can lead to that. So, you know, that would I was thinking about this uh, reading through here. You know, if you're thinking 85 percent of this person that you just met and you've been with in a few months, and you're just madly in love with this person, and all these signs are true, it's kind of hard to work, isn't it? <laughs> it's hard to do your job. You got to focus now on your job. You got to focus on closing books. Oh, or closing the sale. Oh no, I'm thinking about my love. Oh, I can't close the sale. I got to do this. I can't finish this project. I got to go meet my girlfriend. Ooh, you can see where that can run into a little bit of a problem, don't you? A little bit. Eh, but you know it. Once you know it, it, makes it easier to work through it, right? Okay. So much time we have left. We have 11 minutes. I am going to stop there. This is so much fun for me. I, I'm kind of having a great time here talking about this stuff. So, But I'm going to let my spirit teachers talk to you about love or whatever they want to talk to you about. And maybe they want to talk about the history of all this. I don't know. I don't know. So I'm going to go under my spirit teachers, the Sarah group, talk to you. And then I'll come back and we'll see how much time we have left for any more of these points. This is a great article. And I, I, I tried to post it on Facebook. Let's see if I got it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if it'll post there. Um, okay. Oh, no, no. If it'll post. I'm going to let my spirit teachers talk to you. Okay. Okay. Wait a minute. Oh, er, er. Okay. I got it. Okay. I posted on Facebook. Yeah. And so you can read it if you want to read it there. Because if you join me on Facebook, I post a lot of these things. And also on my website, too. So I'm going to let you go. Have fun. And let my spirit teachers talk to you. Why do you think you're in love? Why do you think you have a special relationship with someone? Why why do you think is it just a biological need to you know continue the species? You you evolved. Humanity is involved. You're not what you were 3000 years ago or 4000 years ago or 30000 years ago. You're you're a different being today than you were then. So but why do you have these continual needs to be in love? Because even though you evolved past the immediacy of having three or four children to keep the tribe going and to help prepare the farm and do all these things that you need, you still have an emotional connection with people. 
because you know, take it from a very large metaphysical, spiritual, how the universe is created. As we've talked about this before, there is a connection between all people. There is a connection between all people at a level, at the quantum level, at the molecule level, all people are connected. All, all life is connected. But we say that, and we also say that you have special arrangements with certain people. Call it karma, call it just soulmates, whatever you want to call it. You have special arrangements to be with certain people in your life because of your vibrational connection with that particular soul. You have this amazing vibrational connection with certain members of your soul family. We're going to back to that because we talked about this before, but we're going to emphasize this again because it's really important for you to understand this. Within your soul family, you have a vibrational register that all of you connect at. Everyone in your soul family falls within a very narrow range of vibrational energy. You call it, you know, your vibrations are very close. So you have this really great intact, this connection between other members of your soul family. So when you come into the earth, you 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 bring that vibrational with energy with you. That vibration, it's part of your soul, part of who you are. And then when you meet somebody who has that same vibrational register, who's of your soul family. It's amazing. Now, we'll, we'll make a point because we're kind of hinting at this to George. Sometimes people outside of your family, your soul family, will have a matchup vibrationally with you. And that's kind of a shock. I mean, you might have agreements and contracts with somebody in your soul family. But every once in a while, in your physicality, you meet somebody that registers with your vibration and you have this vibrational, you're very, very close vibrationally and all of a sudden you start to connect. Now, it doesn't always end up being romantic. It could be your best friend. It could be your boss. It could be your teacher. But you just feel this connection because you're vibrationally connected with this individual. And that kind of will upset the apple, apple cart a little bit, won't it? It, it, it would say to you, because let's say you're pursuing somebody romantically and they're your soul family and it's going along really well and all of a sudden this other person comes into your life. Now, it would be for contrast to see what you really want, kind of test of you a little bit. But this person comes into your life and all of a sudden you have to figure out, what do, what do I really want? I don't have a contract with this individual. But no, they're not in my soul family. You might not know that at the conscious level, but at the subconscious level, you know all that. And you think to yourself, what am I going to do here? And so this is a little bit of the contrast, a little bit of that evolution, personal evolution, to be able to choose what's more important to you. What has more value in your life? What's going to keep you going? in a relationship. And hopefully that individual is like a best friend, you know, that you call the BFF, right? Best friend. It's not necessarily <laughs> what they call that in some terms of bro romance for two guys, right? Sisterhood. Some people call it their mate, right? Their wifey. Think about that. That can happen. That can happen. So 
from that level, from that vibrational level is where you connect with somebody. And that's what they're talking about here in these articles is that you connect with somebody at this vibrational level and you're bound to want to connect. Because when you're in vibrational match with somebody, there's a lot of things that are very similar between you because you're vibrationally attracted to certain things in your life, right? Music, art, certain other things in your life, taste, style. Because you both have that same vibrational pattern, you may have histories that are different, but your vibrational pattern. And so you vibrate to things in your society. Okay? Music, art, literature, work, things that you do, you're vibrationally connected because you have a vibrational match with them also. Think about that. Everything in your life that you choose to do, work-wise, entertainment-wise, community-wise, even politically-wise, you have a vibrational match with that. Okay? Now, you could have a very low vibration and you'll attract, you'll connect with very low vibrational situations, very low vibrational political figures because your vibration is low. Now, you could raise your vibration and reconnect with something, but your core, because you have a range of vibrations within you. That's what we're trying to say is you have a range within you and your vibration gets lower within your range or it gets higher. So you can adjust your own personal vibration. It's like that wave of music where it deeper valleys and higher highs, you get to choose. So, But in that range, you connect with, if you overlapped your range, if you could see your vibrational range and see the vibrational range of that woman or man that you're connecting with, you go, wow, you're really close, aren't you? Your, your patterns line up really nicely. Not perfectly, but they, they, they line up really well. And so what your likes and your dislikes will line up really well. Your interests will line up really well. Okay, we, we've said enough on this topic. So it's it's how you evolved. It, vibrationally, you evolved to different people than you were 50,000 years ago. Your vibrations have changed. They've increased. They've become higher. You know, another thing that George is rambling around in his head is young souls, old souls. And there's a certain truth. The older the soul, the more that the soul has gone through more and more experiences and lifetimes, your vibration shifts with that your vibration, you you have a tendency to maintain a higher vibration. So old souls would match up with old souls because your vibrations are closer. Okay, we won't dwell into that because that's a whole different topic and you think about that. That's why people of spirituality, faiths, will line up with people in their particular faith because that's a vibrational connection that you have and they have that it's in alignment. Okay. Got it? So we'll leave you with that thought. So enjoy the rest of your day. Hopefully you appreciate our thoughts and ideas on relationships and love. And, you know, just look for that vibrational match. The universe will bring it to you. Just ask for it. I want a vibrational match in my life. I want those vibrational matches to come into my life. Because I know we'll connect because vibrationally we are very similar. So thank you for listening. Bye. So what do you think? Are you are you in a vibrational match with your partner right now? What do you think? Are you? Oh, I only got two minutes left. Oh, my goodness. We ran out of time again. Ah, so is there another one? Another quick one we can use. 
Emotional dependency. People in love regularly exhibit signs of emotional dependency on their relationship, including possessiveness, jealousy, fear of rejection, and separation anxiety, for instance. Fisher and her colleagues looked at the brains of individuals viewing photos of the rejected loved ones or someone that they're still in love with after they're being rejected by that person. The function Functional magnetic resonance imaging showed activation in several brain areas, including four brain areas like the, whoa, okay, I'm not even going to try that one, that have been shown to play a role in codeine. Codeine. Yeah, cravings. So you're going to still have that vibrational match. Even though you break up with somebody, a lot of times, oh, why am I still in love with this person? And according to this, you have a vibrational match with that individual. And gradually, if you pull away and shift your vibration, boom, it'll change. It'll change. Okay? Think about it. That's an interesting topic, isn't it? Are you in vibrational match with your partner? You can test it. Go through these points. I listed them on Facebook if you want to go through these and you know learn more about it. Okay, I love you guys. I will be back on Thursday, I think. Oh, we got time here. So again, if you want my spirit guides to help you in successful coaching, contact me. Go to my website. Take a look at it. Um, I said that I do channel readings, and that's what I'm talking about here. And actually, it's a, a normally the sessions are going to be about $75. But I think this is a little bit of a break on the cost if you're interested in doing this with me. Okay. I might even readjust the pricing. It's so inclined. I'm, I want to give you information. It's more important than me making a lot of money off of you. So I love you guys, and I will see you on Thursday. Have a beautiful day. Take care. Bye.